0: What's up guys and welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast This week, Zach's wearing a bag on his head and Sean's a shitty cop Because we're watching The Town That Dreaded Sundown
1: uh, I forgot to write down a quote I forgot to write down a quote Why are we watching this?
0: What's up, guys?
1: Yo. I'm Sean. I'm Zach.
0: Welcome back to the Why Are We Watching This podcast. Welcome back. This week, we're watching The Town That Dreaded Sundown. We're watching the original 1976 version of the film. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. The Town That Dreaded Sundown.
1: Yeah, we watched the OG one. I didn't even know there was a new one.
0: No, this movie's supposed to be a horror film. That's what the genre is, what it says. I, mean, I it's would.
1: A, it's like a thriller.
0: I would argue it's sort of a thriller, possibly a comedy. <laughs> um, it's rated R, which I kind of get that. Uh, it runs an hour and a half. Now here's where it gets kind of interesting. The director of this film, Charles B. Pierce, wrote "Sudden Impact" and directed, uh, or wrote "Sudden Impact" rather with Earl E. Smith, who also um, uh, did. Basically wrote every movie that Charles B. Pierce
1: directed. Oh, okay. Dynamic duo. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, Charles
0: Charles B. Pierce and Earl uh, Smith are both in this movie. Oh, really? Earl Smith is the doctor that does the profiling. Oh. (laughs) And um, and Charles B. Pierce
1: is um, Sparkplug. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was talking shit on Sparkplug the whole time. Dude,
0: he's the worst character. Um But we'll get into that. Uh, Now this has an IMDb rating of six point one. I think it's a little high, but we'll get into that. Uh, This movie had a budget of four hundred thousand dollars. Did it make money or lose money, Zach? I'm gonna say it lost money. This movie made money. This movie. Fuck. This movie made five million dollars in the box office.
1: I always think like the movies that could be somewhat controversial are going to be the ones that like don't make money because of that. Well, this movie, I, I always figure that like you know like people take word of mouth
0: this movie was very controversial yeah so and we're going to get Could into that can you imagine
1: that. being in Texarkana Arcana and like this movie coming out it's like i don't i don't want to watch this like, especially
0: considering this movie is based on a true true events there was a killer yeah uh which we'll we'll kind of get into that a little bit but uh yeah no th- this movie was super controversial because of some of the events that they portrayed in the film and also the ways that they kind of portrayed some of the people yeah uh, and that that stirred up a little bit of uh, drama. So this movie is about the town of Texarkana, Arkansas. Um, it's basically haunted by a mass killer who's hunting down local lovers in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the film. But it's played out as a police procedural, which I kind of like. Yeah. It's sort of like, like Zodiac is sort of done that way. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, like as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, this movie was very Zodiac-esque. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I kind of have a single gripe with... The way that the fact that they did that in this film, and we kind of, I briefly, we watched this movie together. I kind of briefly bought, brought it up, but um, they they reference police profiling, mm-hmm. and this movie takes place in 1946, and, and FBI profiling wasn't really widely accepted until the 70s, and so I think that because this movie is 76, 77, I think that it was because it was kind of a hot thing they wanted to yeah. include it into the movie and kind of make it a little more intense.
1: No, absolutely, because I mean, what would the movie have been without that? Well,
0: I, I don't know, and that's who what is? I mean. I don't know, right? But it's kind of interesting because they kind of do that in a serious way. Because when they have that conversation, they're really talking about the guy and what they think, who they think he is. Which the narrator in this, also this is narrated because it's documentary style.
1: But yeah, there's like, quite a bit of exposition.
0: Yeah, and he kind of even at the set, end says like. Uh, which I guess I shouldn't really spoil Spoilers. this. But, but he says it could be uh, anybody and nobody would know. It could be anybody yeah. still living there and they, they wouldn't know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Before we start like going through our notes for the movie, uh, I have a couple of controversial notes for this. Um, or at least one. Uh, th- so on March fifteenth, nineteen 1978, Gerald Gedrimus, a teenager, uh, shot and killed a high school friend... James Grunstra, in court, has stated that he thought his plan to be an outlaw, or he he thought of his plan to be an outlaw like Jesse James, uh, and he thought it out while watching this movie. Yeah. So this movie got controversy for that, as well as like I said, controversy over the portrayal of some of the people that are the the victims. Yeah. Um, This is based on the Texarkana Moonlight Murders and the Phantom Killer, which we we, they call him the Phantom in the film. Yeah. I think that you should look up what actually happened. And read about it a little bit because it's not as dr- it's not as dramatic as this film.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, absolutely. That's, that's why what this they do movie right. Sold money but or made money. This, this you know?
0: movie has some scenes that I find very, very funny. The way they portrayed the killer, and we're gonna get into. I mean, Zach knows because he watched it with me, and he heard me literally <laughs> laughing my ass off at some of the stuff.
1: I kind of was too, though. Like. It, it, yeah, it was it was pretty wild, but but I enjoyed it. I mean, those scenes. I'm excited to get into it a little bit more because I've I've got thoughts.
0: Sure, absolutely. I know it's hard not getting into it while you're we watching.
1: Yeah, um, I kind of said a little too much sometimes. So,
0: so let's kind of get in uh, into this. First thing I'm gonna say about this movie that I caught right off the bat is it looks fucking beautiful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if they're doing, like, restorations on Amazon Prime or something, but that's what I mean. Like, I I said that, too. I was, I'm noticing a lot of these older movies, like, they don't really look grainy um, too much. Like, they're pretty clear, pretty cleaned up. My only issue was when we got that black line, like, kind of in the center of the screen or, right. like, off to the side. That w- made it kind of hard to watch. It, luckily, it didn't last too long, but it was enough to bother me
0: sure you know it and, was but i get it it's, it's definitely filmed on film yeah. right but i think that honestly the color in this was just amazing it all yeah. popped
1: so well it yeah they somehow really brought it to life and i mean we even discussed it during watching it there are some insane scenes with like some crazy slow motion going on that for the time it's crazy that they were able to pull it off so like so cleanly
0: oh absolutely i mean a movie we complained about uh on, like, the lost tapes was Righteous Kill having yeah. the shitty, like, a uh, stoppy, the
1: choppy, choppy uh, slow mo. fucking hate the that. The slow
0: mo in this, it, it looks like it was filmed at 120 frames. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, the cars it's
1: are insanely smooth.
0: You, you can see them almost like barely moving, these cars that are yeah. driving. And so I'm like, whoa. It's um, pretty
1: crazy. And now, they picked really good spots for it, too, because, like, the environment always interacts in a way that just works so well for that slow motion, too.
0: Absolutely. It's it's like perfect for those scenes, specifically a scene near the end that I think we both kind of were like, whoa, when it yeah. happened, which we'll wait to talk about it. But oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was actually talking about something else. But that scene oh. like
0: that was the perfect uh, time for slow motion right there. Yeah, and they, they nailed it. Um, the cinematography in this, uh, it was done by uh, the same guy who worked on Rat Race. No I way. thought that, that was funny. Yeah. He's he's also worked on a ton of television, uh, like oh, sitcoms. Oh. Uh, what was his name? He didn't direct t- a Rat Race. He did the cinematography. No, I uh, know, but um,
1: um I feel like I think it was Tom Robertson. I feel like I heard somebody talk about him on a podcast. Oh, interesting. That's uh, or something. But he he like kills. It. He's yeah. such a good cinematographer. It was beautiful. There was a lot like even just some of the like the shots of like the environment and everything when like you're they're not really progressing the story or like kind of transitioning into between parts sure like there was just like so many good shots of the nature that like i was kind of blown away by it i was like this the cinematography and this is really good
0: well and even some of the scenes that uh, maybe lingered a little too long cuz i think that that happens a lot in this movie yeah they were still like nice to look at, which yeah. move, a lot of movies fail at that, and then you're just bored the whole time. And in yeah. this one, I'm at least looking around like, oh, this is kind of like cool. This is really, very well set up, the yeah. framing in this. I agree. The beginning of this movie, uh, a couple park their car, and not to make out, it's so that a guy can lay his head on his girlfriend or <laughs> his girlfriend's lap. Yeah. What What even is that? I don't know. The weirdest setup. Now, this, in my opinion is one of the scariest... I want to hear the
1: ocean swell. (laughs) Goddamn. That's what he wanted. This is one of the scarier kills in this movie, in my opinion. It's like when you put a seashell to your ear, you know? The killer basically
0: uh, sneaks up on the couple, he opens the hood super quick and rips out some wiring so that it can't start, Yeah, and slams the hood down, revealing himself. And I was like, fuck, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. Then he then rips the guy out the window after breaking it, so he cuts him up on it yeah. and then comes around to the woman. Now, that I think is something that actually did happen is he did actually rip a man out of the car, uh, the, the real uh, phantom.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking scary. This whole scene and it comes in pretty quick. Like y- you get a couple minutes of like the, that exposition, which yeah. actually kind of worked pretty well. I
0: was going to say, you know, I usually complain about stuff like that. I really liked it in this movie.
1: Even though they did it multiple times, too, which I was like, I think that's a little much. They did a lot. But it was still, like, okay.
0: It felt like it was kind of needed. A little bit. Here's what it is. They used it as a way to frame the victims... Because they don't give you the time to get to know them the way a traditional movie would, where you're with them for a minute, and you get to know them, and then they get killed. With this one, it's literally, he tells you who they are, yeah. and then you watch them go and get murdered. Yeah. Linda Mae Jenkins, age 19. Brutally attacked March 3rd, 1946. Howard W. Turner, 29. Emma Lou Cook, 17. Bodies discovered in a wooded area on March 24th. Roy Allen, 17. Peggy Loomis, 15. Both found dead April 14th in Spring Lake Park. Floyd
1: Reed, age 34, murdered in his home on May 3rd. Mrs. Reed shot twice, but survived. In a way, almost feels like um, an anthology in that way
0: sort of and in each way he kills is like sort of different but you can also see his uh, his MO in there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of an interesting interesting take on it.
1: He starts getting like kind of a routine and like what he likes to do specifically cuz you well, start seeing it more and more.
0: For instance, one of the things that he does is he ties the women's arms around trees and then kind of leaves them there before murdering them. Now, I will say the way he murders the first woman is obviously a gunshot to the back. Mhm. The second time we see him do this is Quite possibly one of the most comical kills I've seen in a movie is, per- like, outside of a parody.
1: Are we gonna jump into this one now? Well, let's let's hang on for a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll get there.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> one thing this movie does showcase is how shitty it would be to drive a car in the forties.
1: For real, I <laughs> I was going nuts about how nobody could like just stop and well, how it, they had like go all over the place, kind of.
0: Yeah. So there's no power steering or brakes. So right. the turning is super rigid and quick, and the stops are always, like, like blocky, like choppy, and so they're, like, almost slamming into shit. At yeah. one point, a dude almost drives off the road into the woods just trying to stop. At one point, a dude drives into a lake. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which, it's the director. <laughs> the director of the movie drives into a lake.
1: Yeah, butt plug.
0: This opening is actually probably one of, like, three times this movie isn't kind of laughable.
1: Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, I, I mean, I thought the way this movie kind of starts out... like, Because, like I said, they, they give you kind of like a couple minutes of the exposition. And it's like, whatever. Um, but then, like, it goes straight into the first kill. Yeah. Which was insane. Yep. And, the, like, terrifying. And, like, just executed really well. And then um, after that's over, you get a music cue. Yeah. And then they start rolling the credits while you're seeing the girl in the aftermath laying on the side of the road. Which... I love. Me too. I love that. She I was gets so about up. it. She gets picked up and uh,
0: taken into the hospital, and you find out that she's still alive. And I think the guy was still alive as well.
1: They were both still alive, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were concerned about her being raped or something, and that's when they discussed that, like, no, but she was, like, bitten and chewed on.
0: Yeah, which kind is Kind of in weird. a sexual
1: manner, but at, at the same time, he's not having sex with them or anything, so.
0: Patrolman Benson, who's Butt Plug, our character. <laughs>
1: spark Plug is <laughs> they, what he says. It, yeah, they, he says they call him Spark Plug, so we... We just Wait, referred to we, him as We thought of butt plug because he was kind of like the shittiest cop. Well, I, I kind of sympathize with him though because I can tell this is a guy that was like, Man, I wanna be a cop. Yeah. I wanna be chasing bad guys with my sirens going, and I just I, I wanna get the bad guys. I wanna be a cop. I want to be a hero. And he sucks. And he's at the desk. And he's at the desk because he sucks. Which, and he's new. We but. immediately see why he sucks though.
0: Because he keeps basically saying, like, get your dog under order, I'm gonna come and take care of it. He says I'm I'm gonna come put six shots in it.
1: Oh shit, okay. The
0: first time. Which is when he comes over and he's like, You need to stick to the procedure when it comes to talking to people. Yeah. Which as soon as the fucking captain walks away, he does it again. The woman calls back yeah, and he immediately and he, the says. The captain it.
1: even hears it yeah. and he's like, you fucking moron. <laughs> he's one of the
0: like funnier characters in the movie, but he's quite possibly the worst character in the movie altogether.
1: Yeah, but that's why I said like I kind of sympathized with him. I think he's kind of just a simple guy and he
0: he, he wants to be seen well. as
1: a good. Yeah, he means well, but like but at the same time like he's kind of a piece of shit because he doesn't understand that like he's abusing his power.
0: Now, I I believe that there was a theory that the killer was on the police force and that's why he's go, he got away. Mm. Um and I I personally think the reason that they they put the Benson character in this movie was at least at first as a red herring to think maybe he was going to be the killer. Oh, really? Because they do portray him to sort of be like uh, malignant when he's like talking about going to kill this dog or whatever and everything. Yeah. And then he's kind of not a good cop, yep. and it seems like maybe he's mucking things up. Yeah. And so I think that that was kind of the idea. I don't think this movie is successfully portrays that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Um, I think they, that, that would have been... An- kind of cool to do that though if they went yeah. into it a little more
0: well absolutely i mean it, it makes sense i mean yeah. the, like sorry to kind of wh- you said spoilers and I, I kind of just spoiled something they never caught the guy
1: yeah so that's what that's what was like really great about the ending is that like they kind of they, they go back to their little like narration and he talks about that and they they show the the shoes we keep seeing and kind of uh you know we we see him limping because he's been well don't
0: We'll talk about why he's limping because I right. actually – I think that that scene is more important oh, than yeah, the yeah. fact that I he got go away. I wasn't going to that scene up yet. Um, that scene for me I think actually made it more tense that the killer survives, the yeah. way it, it goes down. Yeah. Because that was more interesting to me. I, I knew that this person it got away with it going into this movie. Right. But seeing that made it like, oh, fuck. That's like Crazy. We start also seeing basically a manhunt for this killer from the police procedural aspect. And we we see some people that start turning themselves in for the murders. Yeah. And the first one, this guy is like basically saying like, oh, I'm the Phantom. I did it and all this stuff. And then the camera zooms or, or focuses to the cop uh, in the <laughs> background. And he's just shaking his head like, not <laughs> this motherfucker. And I was like, that is so fucking
1: funny. Dude, that, that shot actually like really had me laughing too because it was just kind of like awkwardly long.
0: But it was and it was like, framed so well, so it, it's like goofy. It really was. Yeah. It,
1: and it's like were they trying to be goofy though? I don't I kinda think that I honestly don't think they were. <sighs> I think they were trying to be serious, but we just think it's goofy because it was like cheesy.
0: Here's what I'm gonna say. I think that the guy that directed this, Benson, I think that he's as good a director as he is an actor. Sure. And I think that it is very much so reflected in this movie. Are you saying he's bad then, or
1: I don't think he's very good? Oh, okay. I, I mean, I think he's just meh. I thought I think I thought his his acting was fine, honestly. Yeah, I don't know.
0: He he was kind of all over the place. Sure. What did you think about the cops' decision to send out some decoys?
1: I thought it was a good idea, but I was like, okay, but the. Like, the couples you're portraying aren't really as demographic.
0: Now, let's explain this. It's 1940s, so yeah. there were no female officers. Right. So they're sending men out dressed as women yep. with other men. That's the officers' jobs as decoys. Right. There is no way the killer would come up on these couple, this couple and be like, I'm going to kill them, I think.
1: Yeah, because they weren't, like, young. No. And...
0: Why wouldn't they just send out a teen couple and just have people there to watch?
1: I guess just in case things go wrong, but... I mean, possibly, but... I I guess you're right, but... Because they were left... They were trying to leave it to the cops posing as decoys to also capture this guy.
0: Sure. They weren't...
1: Like, they didn't have a squad waiting around or anything.
0: Now, these cops, though, this does go wrong, because this cop that's the man starts groping up on this other cop yeah. and that is some weird shit for me. He starts complaining basically that the one dude's he's like, one of your boobs is bigger than the other one. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, why does that matter?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's kind of a funny moment because like he's making fun of him and then he's like, we've got a job to do even though he's like kind of a crappy cop. Yep. Um, But at the same time, like, yeah, he does take it a little far and it seems like he's like, which it made sense with what he like when he put the arm around him. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, that makes sense. Right. You want to look like you're supposed to be together, right? To to catch this guy, but the groping thing it was like, uh, why? Yeah. Now
0: after this, we get a scene that I think is kind of it's fun, but I think kind of like un way unnecessarily long, which is the school dance. Yeah, because like we get some fun stuff in it, like the the chaperones dr- spiking their drinks. Yeah. Basically, I thought that was pretty funny, um, and then. Like, we get the whole fucking dance, basically. I mean, we get a whole prayer at the end and everything. After this scene, there is a couple that are out in the woods in their car. But it's like 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. Yeah, it's it's uh, really late. Because there is a murder after this that's portrayed, which is actually... This is my favorite murder in the movie. Or it, it leads <laughs> up to my favorite, my favorite two events in the movie, actually. Right. Um... Apparently, in the 1940s, couples would go out into the woods to take naps together.
1: Like, like oh, I can't wait to sleep with you. <laughs>
0: Literally. Now, my one of my favorite things in this film, which made me laugh so goddamn hard, is we see the killer basically act out his whole thing, where he sneaks up on the car. Mind you, he's kneeled down the whole time, like, like Call of Duty-style uh, <laughs> kneeled down, chasing this car from behind in the side. He then proceeds to chase the car as it's driving away, catches up to the car, opens the door, and pulls the driver out.
1: Yeah, he was essentially, like, Naruto running, like, next to the car. <laughs> this
0: is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Dude,
1: you were dragging up. It was pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I have to say, though, um, from a realistic standpoint, I thought this was very good. Sure. The guy was playing it very well because it's like, yeah, you don't want to get caught. He don't want to get hit by the car. He no, didn't want to definitely. Be seen. Definitely. He wanted to catch him off guard, and he does. But at the same time, I I think also the car wasn't like going as fast sure. as it seems, as being older cars and whatnot. But um, uh, yeah, it, it was it was goofy for sure. Like, how was he just right next to the window while this guy's driving a car?
0: Exactly. Well this while guy in the was kneeling position by the way, booking it now. I will forgive that. I will not forgive the kill that precedes this. Um, basically, like I said, he pulls the guy out of the car. He starts to like do his work on him, but then the girl gets his attention, so he, he chases pulls her. pulls the guy
1: out of the car while they're driving it, and yeah. he's hanging off the door. Absolutely. Which was insane. And uh, like When he eventually pulls the guy out, I was like, oh shit, because then the girl... Is like trying to steer the car and shit from her seat and then moves over and uh, like crashes. crashes. It. Right. It's not really like a big crash. Like I kind of thought it was gonna fuck her up a little bit more and well, like there's, the, a, there's like
0: a small bush of like thin trees. Right. It just
1: kind of ends up stopping the car right. eventually so she can get out and try and run away.
0: Now he he essentially catches her, ties her around the tree, like we said, uh with her arms around the tree like she's bear hugging it. Um and then chases the dude down and shoots him. Yep. Uh, Now he comes back. This is where this movie, for me, becomes a comedy. Yeah. And I I lean into it, accepting it as a comedy.
1: He starts practicing a trombone behind her. Well, it's her trombone, because she was one of the trombone players in the band at the school dance.
0: He tapes a knife to the end of the trombone. uh, The slidey um, part. The slide. Then goes behind her, kneels down... And proceeds to blow out the slide, pushing the knife into her, stabbing her over and over again with a trombone knife.
1: Here's the thing. As goofy as this is, like I said, if he like busted out like an awesome solo while doing it, yes. I would say, yeah, Sean, this was absolutely a comedy. But I honestly think this is one of the most chilling things I've ever seen. Can you imagine... Being like a trombone player, okay, in a school band, and then this happens, the guy proceeds to stab you in the back with your own fucking trombone. Do you think that the tape would hold the knife like that so that it? Sh- you I could I think stab if you he taped it real good, yeah. <laughs> Which I would have made sure to tape it real good. But it's so dark. It's, it's so it's, dark, it's, but it's the the so, idea. Oh, so goofy. It's the idea that it. this guy gets off of, like, Like, I'm going to fucking kill you with your trombone. No, I got you. I just could not. That is just so. I couldn't take it. No, absolutely. And that's why I was like, dude, I wish he was like busting out a solo. This would have been like amazing. Now I have a question Just like. If he kills
0: teens that are out in the woods together, you know, on a date or whatever. Yeah. Trying to get it. Yeah. With a trombone. Does that make him a tromboner
1: killer? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) <laughs> Alright.
0: The girl's name we find out was Loomis.
1: Peggy Loomis 15. Uh, yeah. which
0: is a reference to Dr. Loomis from Halloween.
1: Now, do you know for a fact that's a reference to that, or are you just saying that?
0: It is, dude. I'm, if it's
1: not, then... Well, Loomis is also a town in California.
0: Uh, that's fun. I didn't know that, but it's absolutely a reference. My grandma Dr. Loomis there. uh, for a while. <laughs> Something that we kind of both joked about in this movie is it kind of just seems like somebody's playthrough of GTA. <laughs> like yeah. the cops are like the cops in GTA. <laughs> the killer is like the main like your character, yeah, your it's playable your character. character. He's just running around whatever. killing people with trombones and shit, and like pulling people out of cars while, while in a kneeling position, <laughs> running after cars. know. Yeah. and and actually, to add to it, we see. Um, Some more of that amazing slow mo with the cars that are the cop cars chasing this guy. This
1: is the first time we see it, really. Right, right. And, uh. Because you kind of blew up. You were like, whoa. Because I
0: was not expecting it. Like, the cinematography is really good, but then this happens too, and I'm like, holy fuck, man. This is really good. Yeah. Uh, well, this is where Benson, uh, butt plug E, drives his car into the, the little lake.
1: And the guy, this guy also confessed to being a killer. Right away. This is what I wanted to talk about. Yeah,
0: this guy immediately. Okay, so at first he says, um, he says that he was running from the cops because there was a bunch of cops chasing me and I was scared. Uh, some more locals pull up, and one of them is, uh, I think he's like a, a an, the owner of something. This this black guy that pulls up.
1: Yeah, and, uh... The dude
0: calls him, like, a racial name, like, yeah. right then, and it's like, well, come on, you fucking guy. Which the cops don't, like, they're not cool with it. Like, they they still look at him like,
1: come on, man. Which was kind of surprising uh, with it... Being s- in the 40s? Supposing to take, yeah, supposed even, to take place in the 40s.
0: Even being filmed in the 70s, that's kind of surprising. Right. Which is, I mean, it's awesome, I'm not complaining, I think yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was
1: kind of progressive
0: he does get arrested but they they basically explain in the um voiceover that he didn't do it.
1: Yeah. What do you think like why do you think these people were confessing, confessing to say it? Do you think it like it was some sort of like popularity thing they wanted? Like they wanted to be known?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think we both Listen to the last podcast on the left. I think mm-hmm. we both brought it up before. And I think that even just listening to that, it's something that has come up before that people will false confess to crimes. And which I, is weird. I think that it is sort of either sociopaths or psychopaths, and they do want the attention. And I think that it's, it's easy. And I think they also kind of get off knowing that that person's going to still be out there, which is kind of a weird, like, twisted thing in itself. Well, and it's like. What? It, w- 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 why would you want to go to jail over that though? Like... It's weird because of the media attention, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's like their own form of celebrity. That's, but that's the thing with these, those types of people, crazy people yeah. like that, is that it's not about being good, the good guy. It's about the notoriety. Any, any popularity mm-hmm. is popularity and it's, it's kind of fucked.
1: Well, you know? and it's just stupid. It's like, well, now you just fucked your own life up. Right? And with these dudes, it's absolutely just the fact that they're. Sociopaths. And it wasn't even you. It, Everyone's right. going to call you a phony.
0: Absolutely, and that that goes to show that he's a sociopath because a, psych, a psychopath would be committing the crime to commit the crime. Right. This guy's wants the he wants he the just credit. wants the glory. Exactly. Uh, it's glory, very interesting. Glory. It's kind of interesting psychology. I don't know. I think that it's it's probably in the same vein of people making up. Uh, like, stories that kind of make them yeah. seem cooler. Yeah. You know, or when someone's like, oh, my cousins have this thing, and so we, every summer we go... It's like, no, you don't, motherfucker. You're making that up. Yeah, it's like, no, you don't. Like, I know you're making that up. Yeah, like, you had that shit when you were a kid. A friend would say yeah, some shit, yeah. and you're like, you're fucking lying right yeah, now, bro. Yeah. I know. Um, so then, this is the other, one. Uh, like, more chilling uh, phantom attack happens after this, in my opinion, where he... Breaks his MO entirely and breaks into these people's house. He kind of, like, follows them home. Yeah. And uh, this was more chilling to me because he shoots the dude through the window and then comes in the house and starts attacking this Yeah, it was
1: pretty scary. He, like, uh like knocks in the screen door and, like, kicks the door open.
0: And he's not like Jason. He's not, like, walking around slow. He's, like, like coming at people. And, like, he's, he's like a force to be reckoned with in this yeah. fucking movie. And he shoots the woman in the fucking face and it doesn't kill her. But she's, like... Which just bothered you when we were watching it. It bothered me a
1: lot because he shoots her. He's got a gun with a silencer and he shoots her. It apparently hits her in the cheek. Yeah. I can understand surviving that, but being able to like kind of function, I don't know. And then he shoots her again in the head. So her head flies back. Unfortunately, I think because of the time, they weren't able to execute this very well, but they also splatter blood on the wall behind, kind of proposing that the bullet went through and splattered blood everywhere. Sure. She proceeds to get up and runs out of the house. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Now, I wasn't paying super close attention to the second gunshot, so I didn't really It should have been like shoulder chest or something i didn't catch that i i assumed that she had been shot like in the chest or something but then no. you pointed that out to me and i was like was straight oh, up well. in the head
1: it was ridiculous i was like this is f- fucking lame now it,
0: it sucks because like if she had died that would have been cool yeah because this scene drags out way too long him chasing her
1: i don't think so i thought the whole scene really? was good because i love the next scene when they go into like the forest and he's chasing her through it's like a cornfield almost Yeah, except it's, like, ivy. Right, okay, right. Um, But, yeah, there's kind of these, like, stalks of plants kind of sitting up, like, standing up. uh, Or, like, really, really tall, thick grass. It looked creepy. And especially in that shot when she's on the ground and the moon is lighting just fucking in frame. And you can see the tops of the hedges or whatever. And he's coming at her, like, kind of in the center of the frame. And just, like, the color and the lighting and everything. It was so good. So, like, that's the thing is, like, I think this whole kill was pretty good. Because she ends up making it to, like, a neighbor's house. she survives, right. And surviving. And he's, like, pissed. Um, Which we forgot to mention, like, how, like, scary this mask looks and how good it looks. It looks amazing. And especially when he's, like... Breathing in and out really heavy, and you see the mass just, like, inflating and Oh, he deflating. looks fucking infuriated. Yeah, yeah. And he just, like, he's always on edge, and, like, his movements, like...
0: He he does seem, like, super aggressive, and, like, uh... Like, you...
1: It, it does seem like someone who's got adrenaline fucking pumping through their veins. It was, um... It was Bud Davis... Okay. Playing the Phantom, and... He was the best actor do you in know, this whole movie. Do you know if he's and, done anything else? I have no idea. I okay. just saw it in the credits. I now, didn't look him up.
0: I want to also bring up, this scene has some more of that like amazing cinematography that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Because I've... Like, night shots in especially lower budget horror movies. This movie, by the way, $600,000 is all they had to make it less Jeez. than a million dollars. Okay. These night shots, everything that you need to see, you can see.
1: Yeah. And it looks, it's not beautiful. Too dark at all. Like you can see everything you need to see. Absolutely. And it just like, yeah, it's honestly, I, I, I'm really impressed with the cinematography on this.
0: Some of it looks better than some modern cinematography. Absolutely. Especially the night shots, which and is that's insane. What,
1: like, yeah. Um,
0: Now, after this, uh, the captain and, uh, like, the main officer we've been sort of following through the movie go to investigate a little bit. And, um, I mean, potentially, this is where they find the Phantom. Yeah. And they chase him for a little bit. And he ends up escaping by jumping a train track as the train comes.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, I kind of want to discuss that scene first the setup of it. Okay. Go for it. Cause they kind of go, so they go to this Canyon where like, yeah, they, somebody told them where they found like the cars and bodies or something. Right. Right. I didn't really like catch all of that. I but, think it was called in, but it was the captain. And then like kind of the first cop we actually saw in the movie. Um, and I thought this scene was really cool. Um, especially cause like the lighting was so great. Cause it was all natural lighting too, at least from what it seemed. Um, cause it seemed like they're clearly on location. Um, um, But, uh, you know, like, they're kind of staking out for this guy. The other other cop, I don't think, sees, but um, the captain is kind of sitting in the bushes and sees him come up on a hill. Sees the phantom. But then the phantom sees the other cop, so he's like, oh, shit. Um, But then that's when the captain, like, shoots at him. Misses, Which, lets him get away.
0: That shot when the bullet hits the cliff area right
1: next to where the phantom is standing looks so fucking good. It did look really good, yeah. but I was just like, why wouldn't the other cop like, or why wouldn't the captain kind of take a better position and like I go agree. around so that they can kind of like corner him? Which is why because I was it was good for. that he, it was kind of good that um the phantom saw the other cop because that's where his focus would be. Like, oh shit, I see that cop, and then not knowing if this other guy's coming up. Or, if he wasn't such a shitty shot, because <laughs> he but, misses by quite a bit. I want to take that back a little bit, considering what we see next.
0: Yeah, totally. Because, because I was <laughs> like, "How?" Right. <laughs> so, like I said, they uh, they chase this. They chase the phantom for a minute, and he jumps this railroad track right as the train is coming. Now, this gives him a minute to kind of catch his breath. Yeah, and um, the trains passing by, and there the cops see him underneath the train. Which you can... I mean, it's very easy to do something like that. He also sees them. Yeah. So he starts to run. So they start to chase him and start shooting underneath the train. <laughs>
1: Which was... I was like, are you guys fucking stupid? Like...
0: I don't know, dude. When I was watching it, I was like, I don't know. They might be able to do that.
1: Yeah, you might. But at the same time, I just felt like this guy... Uh, it, it was a slim chance. Oh, absolutely. So I was like, why are you wasting the time? Why don't you... Why isn't one of you, like, maybe running towards the back of the train or trying to get in front of it? I, I don't know how fast the train was going, if sure. it's too fast to, walk, like, run right. in front of or what. But I thought it was insane until we see, like, the captain fucking blow him from his legs. Dude, yeah, he shoots him in the knee or something, and this dude goes flying up off the ground. And then this is where we get that slow-mo again.
0: The best... Possibly one of the best <laughs> slow-mo shots in film history. I have to agree. It is so fucking cool. And as a matter of fact, the it's so cool. The dude was really high
1: up in the air.
0: Dude, it's so like, cool. Like, it looked real. I might try to find the clip and post it on Instagram this week. Because it is so fucking sick. It is yeah. one of the coolest slow-mos I've ever seen. Um, now, this is where we, we get uh, what we had been referring to. The Phantom Gets Away. Yeah. And this scene for me was really impactful because we see him running and getting the cops getting so close to him and they do shoot him and we're like, fuck dude, they're going to get him. They're right there. They're literally within like 10 feet of this dude. Yeah. But then the train gives this dude the chance to get away. He escapes into the swamps and they never find him.
1: Which I really loved the camera work here and just like the framing and everything. Like it was a beautiful shot and then they kind of do this like pan and then that's when you see the Phantom kind of crash in and, and get into the water. Yeah. Um, and that was just, like, such a cool shot. And honestly, I so I didn't know anything about this. I didn't know he got away. Yeah. I kind of suspected that that's what was it was leading up to just because, like, the title and, like, how vicious this guy was. and like But also, like, you could tell he didn't want to get caught. No. But, like, but he still wanted to, like, punish people. This was, like, you know, for lack of a better word... The perfect serial killer. Yeah. Which they this, kind of allude to that in the movie.
0: They're like, he didn't make any mistakes. This
1: guy was like a real life Jason Voorhees. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Or Michael Myers. I think Michael Myers. At, yeah. Perfect. That's a perfect I, example. Like it was very Halloween-esque, but in more of a modern, not modern, I want to say uh, realistic, I would say. Oh yeah. I don't know. Sure. Cause like the whole idea of Michael Myers is that like, it, it's supposed to be scary. Right. Which this was too. But they treat but, it like, like
0: a, a police procedural as well, which makes it mm-hmm. feel more real.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that is effective in this movie,
1: which another good movie. I, I mean, I know we already mentioned it, but like, I love the Zodiac. I think, yeah, for a movie like that, that's probably one of my favorites. Absolutely. And they, plus it, the cast, that oh movie
0: has one of the most successful, like, um, wh- what would you call it? Sort of like montage of red herrings. Mm hmm. Where they're
1: showing you all the different dudes that they think are the killer. Well, and when they finally show you who is. Or who they you're think like, is. Right. Because you don't know. Uh, I know, but as, part of me is just like, oh, man. That's who David but, like, Fincher thinks it is. Right.
0: Basically, because he's the director. Oh, sure. See so you have to remember, But it was still eerie. The they
1: did a good job. You know who that guy is? Uh, David Fincher? or No, the guy that they lean into as the killer. Like in real life or the, the actor? The actor. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, he's the voice of... Uh, are we talking about the same guy?
1: He, he was kind of bald. Uh, oh, pretty no, tall, so, kind of. Yeah. A, okay, hang on. I, I,
0: I was thinking about a different guy. But yeah, I like that guy. He's in The Invitation. You should watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Everybody out there, Zach as well, I know you haven't seen it. So yeah. Watch that movie. He, he's really good in it. He plays a fucked up character. Yeah. Um, but actually, no. There's another character in Zodiac that they, for a moment, allude to thinking he'd be the killer when he goes down into the basement, and mm-hmm. it's that really tense moment. Do you know who that actor is? No. It's the voice of Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, that's I crazy. love that.
1: I love fucking love that. Yeah. I, that's so
0: cool. Um, he does a bunch of other voice acting, but that's always the character that comes to mind with him.
1: Yeah. That'd be an interesting movie to cover.
0: I think we probably will because it's it's very. Like, I haven't
1: seen it since I was a kid. Very personal movie to me because I watched it a
0: lot as a kid. Yeah, me so. too. Uh, the, like I said, the phantom wins in this movie. I mean, the way they do this ending, it's, it's kind of cliche now, but I actually really appreciate the way they do it by showing, they have this shot they keep alluding to where they go to the boots, like you said. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this movie, they show the boots again on the ground. It's sort of a line to go into a movie or something. Yeah, It's
1: a movie theater
0: and it's uh, it's different pants. And I think that's where they're trying to throw you off. But then he steps forward with a limp. Yeah. And so you're like, Oh fuck the killers out there. And Mm -hmm. they do say that They, they never caught him. They think he still lives there. This man's identity is unknown he was believed to be between 30 and 40 years old he wore a white hood and was known only as the phantom
1: killer i liked the few shots that they give you where like yeah they just kind of show the shoes to like show like oh he's like they're showing you him during the day out in public that's chilling you know i i kind of feel like I was going a little hard on this
0: movie, but maybe it's because I really appreciate what this movie was trying to do more so than maybe some of the
1: execution. It, yeah. Um, some of the writing maybe too.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's rate this one. Let's, uh, what are we rating it out of? This week, let's rate it out of trombone knives. <laughs> oh,
1: of course. Why yeah. didn't I just say that? Trombone knives. Um, okay. Um, well, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I liked this movie. I actually kind of really liked it. Um, Although it was pretty boring and dragged on and felt like it was like three hours long. um, A lot of exposition, a lot of scenes where like it's a lot of kind of like boring talk. But then set up to really good shit and a lot of great cinematography. And like even just some of the random transitions. I was like, this makes this movie so much better. And it was just like fun to watch that. And just, God, how like Bud Davis like portrayed this guy. Like every movement, dude. The way he moved, the way he breathed, uh, ran, and, e- like, everything. I was like, yes, this is a real fucking killer that wants to kill people and, like, get away with it. And it was fucking scary. But I also loved it, especially with the look. The way you see his eyes perfectly, and but, like, how they're cut as well, like, the eye holes, just, like, made everything so, like, terrifying. Um, no. But, you know it did kind of like lack some writing and like some, some stuff was kind of hokey and it is what it is. So I feel like I'm being kind of generous with this, but I I did just want to like kind of state that like I did enjoy this movie, but from like a non-biased, um, position, I'm generously giving it a three.
0: Okay. I can, I can appreciate that. I know that. for you
1: three is more than half. Um, but that's your halfway point. It's my halfway point. So, so I, uh, that's why I'm like, I'm, i I want to give it more, but i couldn't I can't so I understand where you're coming from with that, and
0: I actually really enjoyed this movie as well um I do agree it is
1: boring and kind of drags in some points, but the cinematography in my opinion kind of makes up for it i that's where I'm like uh, but that's why i say i'm I'm being generous with my three too um
0: I'm gonna give this movie realistically a two. Okay. Um it's a little under half for me, but it's not a bad. I don't want you to think yeah. it's a bad movie. It's just I haven't seen the remake, the twenty fourteen remake, and I kind of probably think I want to. I will just to watch it. Yeah. But I think that this movie deserves a uh like a respectful uh adaptation.
1: I absolutely agree. Because I, 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 I can think think it stop could thinking done about well. that during this whole movie, guys. Like And that's why it's kinda like I would like to see it is, uh, since you mentioned that the new one, it takes place in modern time. And it's also like this meta retelling. Yeah. Um, which I can appreciate what they're trying to do with that, especially with such a I almost want to say this movie's iconic, but I'd never really heard of it before. The reason I, here's what I'm going to say.
0: I understand what they were trying to do and I can appreciate that, but that's what the scream movies are.
1: Yeah. So just exactly. It's already kind of been done. Exactly. So like, that's why I'm like, why would you do that with this? When you could just make this really fucking good. Totally. Because I want to see, I would like to see a little bit more of without revealing him, the killer. Um, just, just wreaking havoc. Well, not even that just, in town. Like, oh, sure. Um, like, or like in his house. And like, okay. you don't really ever see his face. Just seeing what he does. What his day-to-day just, is like. Just kind of like, yeah, and just kind of like seeing him like get ready to do stuff. Like gotcha. shine a little bit more light on that. Yeah,
0: I'm surprised this this didn't get the Texas Chainsaw Massacre treatment where they get a ton of sequels just because it's quote-unquote based on real events. I mean, and right. this is, but it's, it even if you look it up, it's loosely based on true events. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, this movie I could have seen this killer very easily getting that treatment. I think that mm-hmm. I think that realistic what ha- what happened is um Friday the 13th. The first one is it's Jason's mom. The second one when Jason comes back, he wears the bag on the head and I think that that became more iconic for Jason than this character. Gotcha. I unfortunately and ironically cuz Jason's not even fucking known for that.
1: Honestly, I really liked this guy's look. Like I thought it was so good.
0: So now that we've both given our scores, I want to talk about. Um,
1: well, would but, you recommend it? Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. At least once, really. Absolutely, I, I should. I would. Yeah, like because it's so beautiful to look at.
1: I I agree. I I will say everyone should at least watch it, but be prepared. Like, like you should really try to pay attention to it and try to get through the, like the boring stuff. But other than that, like this movie's pretty solid.
0: I think that this is
1: one of the first. Which is why times, I gave it a three.
0: This is one of the first times I would say. Actually, listen to this episode of the podcast before watching the movie. Sure, because this movie, I think you need you, you need probably... to
1: have the expectation to appreciate it. Right, and I don't think us giving away what happens and like the best parts, like you have to see take, it. I don't think that takes away from yeah, exactly. You have to see it. Like yeah. I don't think us spoiling that for you is gonna take that away from you. In fact, it should encourage you to to watch it. Like like Sean said.
0: So now I want to talk about Bud Davis. Who was our killer, the Phantom in this. Bud Davis had a very successful career. Oh, yeah. Very. I was, was
1: going to say, like, this name seems
0: familiar. He's still working. Nice. So he's super successful career. He did, um, he was a stunt coordinator. We'll, we'll kind of start on some of the movies that we both know. Okay. He did Thinner. Okay. He's did, I haven't
1: seen that all the way through yet. Okay. He did he did stunt
0: coordination for the Austin Powers movies. Okay. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He did um stunts for Star Trek Generations. He's done he did stunts for Forrest Gump. <laughs> he did stunts for Wayne's World 2. Basically everything Mike Myers,
1: honestly. So he's uh, a stuntman though. Absolutely. Which is really cool because now here's where it gets interesting. It's like he was an actor in this but not because he didn't have to like Sure, it was all bad body acting. Well, it's like Kane Hodder. Yeah,
0: it's he's a body actor and a stunt guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, Bud Davis did stunt coordination for Inglorious Bastards.
1: Nice. Okay, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's huge.
0: Um, I think that that was the big one for me that I saw. Let me double check. Was he like an actor in anything else? Not that I really saw. Um, A couple of. Yeah, movies mm, like okay. looking like smaller stuff, but he's done a lot. He's had a very successful career. He actually, oh, that was the one that I wanted to bring up. He did the stunts for Friday After Next.
1: Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> which is funny because that movie's hilarious. I stunts and like choreography, I think are um, like really unappreciated. Totally. In, like movies, Absolutely. unfortunately, like they don't really have like a, an award category. Really, I don't think. Um, which is kind of unfortunate because, like, I just saw this video um, that was kind of like it, – it was like, oh, uh, uh, Stuntman bored during quarantine. <gasps> and it's just this compilation of people, like, punching or kicking or throwing something at the camera. And then it immediately cuts to someone reacting to that. So basically somebody made a video. Somebody else made a new video off that and stacked it on it. Somebody made it a new video off that other one, stacked it on it. It's just these videos of all these, like – stunt like, guys at home yeah and like right. one stunt girl too and oh she's hot too what? but um yeah it was really cool and it kind of like opened my eyes to that and i'm like man like anytime i watch like a cool fight or something like i always fucking appreciate it in a movie like oh. when it looks good and so like that's that's what i'm saying is like i kind of wish that there was more appreciation for that oh absolutely and and i'm gonna say this i listed off like Five
0: or ten projects he was in,
1: and he's done like fucking go 40. look at just go look
0: <laughs> at it. It's it, there's I just just now went through at least like twenty five movies that I'm like that movie's amazing or that movie's iconic for something. Yeah, so like this dude knows what the fuck he's doing, mm-hmm. and I, this movie is absolute proof.
1: Yeah, so uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that is the that on that with this one. It's kind of a longer episode than
1: I was expecting, um, in a good way though. In a good way. Even Uh, though it's like our average time length for an episode. (laughs) I
0: didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen with this one. So Uh, make sure to head over to Instagram and Twitter and follow us at WAWWTPod. If you are on Castbox, I know for sure you can go into your little bio and just click that thing.
1: Nice. It's very easy. Uh, Leave a review on iTunes, Castbox, Spotify, um, Google Play. And Stitcher, Stitcher, that's uh,
0: the one you always forget. That's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Stitcher is. Okay, I don't either. But I will
0: say somebody's listening to us on Stitcher, so thanks to that guy. <laughs> Thank
1: you, Stitcher, Stitcher listener.
0: listener. Yeah, Stitcher listener. Uh, make sure to tune in next week when Sean eats a catfish, not the aquatic type, and Zach opens a used cursed bookstore. Peace, Pink bitches.
1: bitches. <laughs>
0: the